Hey everybody, welcome to the 21 Minutes or Less podcast. Today we have a special guest. Her name is Dewana Jones and she's from Beaumont, Texas. And she actually is a serial entrepreneur. She has a business where she does crafts. She also has a business where she does consulting, bookkeeping, website and social media management, photography, tax prep, and educational consulting. So I'm super excited to talk to her today. First thing I want to ask you is, you know, what inspired you to start so many businesses? Because, of course, we have regular entrepreneurs, but then we have serial entrepreneurs. So what made you want to get into serial entrepreneurship? Well, um, first of all, I consider myself a servant by nature. I love helping people. And all of the businesses that I have started came from my desire to help people and it came at times where I realized that I this is something that I love to do it was something that people needed and uh, I realized I could get paid for just doing what I love got you I think that's really important that you even started this off saying you know you have a servant attitude so like what does that mean to you and what does that signify just being a servant Well, um, for me, it means that when Christ, when Jesus Christ walked the earth, he was a servant and we are to have the minds of Christ. We are to strive to live a life like Christ. And because of that, that's one of the main reasons why I just love helping uh, others. That's uh, one of our, you know, commandments by God is to do unto others that which uh, we would want done unto ourselves. And so because I know that we can't walk uh, this journey alone, at some point in your life, you will need help with something. So why not help others? Yeah, I think that's also super, super important, you know, just to be able to give back. And I know you also serve your community. So what's some ways, you know, maybe not with your businesses, but just your time or volunteering that you do like to give back? Well, I've actually recently just started volunteering with um, an organization called SCORE, which um, is a part of the Small Business Administration. And so I'm going to be a mentor with SCORE, helping people who want to start a business or maybe already have a business but need some help in certain areas of their business. And I'll also be teaching some um, classes with SCORE. And this is volunteer. I don't get paid uh, for it. It's just me given my time. Uh, I've also taught uh, some parenting classes with a local uh, pregnancy center uh, here in my city. And that just something, that is just something that I've done. Uh, I'm, I'm also an educator. And just being around uh, and knowing how some of their home lives are, I realized that, you know, maybe there was something that I can do. And so whenever I go and I teach these classes for new new parents. Um, thank you so much for that, because I know giving back to me personally is very important. It's something I'm passionate about and I do it every chance that I get. Um, I wanted to go back to your businesses. Can you tell us like a brief synopsis? Give us a, our audience a brief description of each of your businesses and what you do. 
Sure. So um, in the early 2000s, 2002 or three, something like that, uh, I got an idea to start an errand company. Now, this was way before the waiters and um, uh, the food delivery companies that we have now. Uh, I realized I would hear a lot of people say that they didn't have enough time in the day. It's like always, man, if I had more time, I need more time. So I started a company I called the 25th Hour Company. And so the point was to give you that extra hour in the day. And uh, so I would do pick up groceries, clothes from the cleaners, kids from daycare, just whatever the person needed me to do. That's what I did. Um, a few years uh, after that, I answered an ad in a local uh, newspaper for my local school district to teach QuickBooks classes as a personal development course. As I was teaching those classes, uh, I met people who either already had a business or was trying to start one. And um, I knew that I had the experience, I had the knowledge from going to college for business. And uh, that's how I started my uh, business consulting uh, company. Uh, with the crafting, uh, that's just one of my pastimes, my passions. Um, it's a peace for me. I'm, I'm at peace. It's a stress reliever. And um, when I would create things and put it on Facebook, people started reaching out to me and saying, hey, how much would you charge to make me a wreath, et cetera. And so from there, that's how I started that business, um, doing wreaths, T-shirts, uh, gift bags, just, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And uh, photography is another passion of mine. Uh, I've always loved taking pictures since I was a teenager. Uh, I bought new cameras every time a new camera came out. And uh, so uh, maybe about six or seven years ago, I decided to uh, make money from doing what I loved. And I started doing um, that as well. I also started about three years or so ago a nonprofit organization called Black Business Professionals of Southeast Texas. And that started just from me realizing and feeling like we needed something just for us. There are a lot of African-American entrepreneurs, not just in my city, but across the United States uh, and the world. Um, and then there are people who may not be entrepreneurs, but they are excelling in their respective fields. And they may feel like they're not getting the recognition that um, they would like to get. Everybody wants to be acknowledged at some point in their life. They want a pat on the back or... Um, you know, something of that nature. And so Black Business Professionals was started just to kind of acknowledge uh, people who were um, making strides in their field, giving back to the community uh, as well. And so um, once a month, we recognize one man and one woman who's making a difference in the community, in the lives of others, and excelling in their respective fields. And we also help people with resources who may want to start a business or trying to grow their business. Okay, all those things sound wonderful. 
I just want to ask you, could you give advice um, to someone who may be listening, who have like different skills and passions or hobbies and want to like try to make it into a business, but it's kind of fearful? Well, I personally believe that the desires that we have in our heart are placed there by God. And so if he gave you that desire, he gave you that talent, then you need to seek him and rely on him to lead you into the path that he wants you to go. A lot of times people start businesses or they start things because they are looking at other people and they're saying, oh, because this person is doing T-shirts and that looks easy, I'm going to do that. This person... um, does hair. I think I can get a cosmetology license and I could do that or whatever it is. My thing is don't do something simply because everybody else is doing it and maybe it looks easy. Take time to sit down and look at what your specific talents are because I believe God gives everyone a talent when you're born. So there's something that you can do well on your own or there's something that you may be passionate about because God put that desire in you and then you need to learn and develop that passion so that you can be all that God is calling you to be. I think that's definitely important you know being able to differentiate just making money from the business to actually enjoying it and having a passion and a talent for it and I also noticed that you said you you did teach business class or you teach business classes but like what's your technique to developing leaders like I know a lot of people think you know modeling behaviors and then just having them see them you know just showing that you can do them that's a good way but like what's your technique when you're teaching you know, future leaders? Well, I believe that everyone is a leader. Everyone has some uh, leadership uh, characteristics in them and they need the opportunity to develop their leadership skills. As a leader, you don't, you have to give the people who follow you the opportunity to develop and grow. You don't delegate tasks simply because you don't want to do them. You delegate tasks so that the people who are following you have the opportunity to grow. So when I am um, in a position where I'm leading, whether it's in the classroom or anywhere else, I give people the opportunity to, to step up. If you don't give people that opportunity to step up, to use their talents, their leadership skills, then how will they grow? And you don't want any, you don't want to always have control. I tell myself at some point, uh, eventually, you have to let go because you won't be here forever. And if we as adults don't relinquish some of the control and leadership that we have to the younger generation, then when we're gone, how will they know how to pick up the slack and carry on? I think delegation is important. Um, So what's some tasks in your businesses? I know, you know, if you have a bunch of businesses, you can't do everything by yourself. I'm sure you have a team of people that help you. But what's some of the tasks that you might delegate to other people or to um, outsourcing? 
actually <laughs> with everything that I do, I am able to do a lot of it um, myself because of the way that um, I create my calendar. Um, however, there are times that I do have to dele delegate um, things to my team, such as um, answering phone calls or returning phone calls, if you will, returning phone calls and emails. Um, I think it's very important as a business owner to respond to people in a timely manner. But when you have so much going on, it may be difficult for you to respond to every email, every phone call uh, in a timely manner. So you may need to delegate that to someone else on your staff to do. Um, also, sometimes keeping up with things like the website, keeping it updated in a timely manner or uh, whatever, you may not be able to handle that all the time. So you may have to pass that along to someone else. With you, um, you know, doing everything pretty much yourself, how do you balance between, you know, work life and you know, your personal life? Well, my calendar. I use the calendar on my phone for everything and it's almost like if it's not on my calendar it won't it won't get done and uh so when i schedule things on my calendar i pay attention to the time that i need for myself for my meditation for my prayer for family uh even if it's just to take a deep breath uh, and some alone time for myself. So I don't schedule something on every single day of the week. Um, and I don't schedule something. I don't have things going on all day long. Uh, I think it's very important to have some time in the day, in the, in the morning, in the evening, um, and throughout the day so that you can just take a step back and breathe. Uh, if nothing else. And uh, again, I don't schedule something every single day because if you do, then you're taking away time from your family. And just sometimes you need time just with yourself. It's not about family time. It's a time to spend with you, understanding you, getting to know you, reflecting on what has happened in you know the days before this alone day. Uh, just meditating on you, your goals, your purpose in life, etc. And so um, I, I, I make sure that I have that scheduled um, on my calendar and that I leave that time open. I think that's definitely important. You know, you touched on meditation, taking time for yourself, watching how you plan your time. You know, those are all really good self-care activities. Um but my next question is more so about your education. So I noticed that you do have two master's degrees and one is in public administration. So why did you go back and get that second master's degree in public administration? You know, after already having your associates, bachelor's, another master's, like what made you do that? Um, I went back and I got the master's in public administration because I, I have a interest in politics and law. And as an educator, when I was looking at the way 
uh, some of the processes and things work and then paying attention to how things were running in my city. I wanted to understand better how policies were created and um, how policies are changed and what that, that process entails. So that's, you know, the main reason why uh, I went back and I got that master's in public administration to just kind of understand uh, for my own personal benefit. And if I decided to get into public administration uh, later, I wanted to have that, that knowledge under my belt. That's interesting because I'm currently getting my MPA right now. And um, I'm doing it for, I guess, some similar reasons. And, of course, working within a nonprofit industry. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, a lot of times um, as you go through life and you go through different experiences, um, you'll hear a lot, well, this is what the policy says. Well, policy says this. And you may be trying to get something done, like you're in school right now, and um, let's say you are trying to, whatever it is, let's say you're, you're trying, you were trying to get into the MPA program and your undergrad GPA may have been 1.2 short, or maybe on your GRE, you scored two points less and you appeal and you say, look, please let me in. Like it's just one point, but you'll hear, well, policy says, I'm sorry, but our policy is that blah, blah, blah. And so uh, that's one, like the reason why I was like, I want to understand, you know, I keep hearing these policies. You go down to city hall and you're trying to conduct business and it's like, well, this is the policy. Um, even if you have a credit card, they send you terms and conditions, which is their policies. And a lot of people, you download apps on your phone and you don't read the fine print, which is their policies. And I just wanted to kind of understand better how these policies are created, the thought processes behind them, how it kind those policies uh, evolve in our economy and how it, it moves and circulates. I definitely think, you know, that's important. You got to know the rules to be able to get around them or to be able to use them to your advantage. So thank you and, for and, that. And I, and I wanted to also add that um, as uh, an African-American woman, uh, it was important to understand these policies. And I think that as an entrepreneur, uh, an African-American entrepreneur, anybody who's an African-American and want to be an entrepreneur, want to excel in a particular field, need to be able to understand policies, how they're created, how they are changed, and the thought processes behind them. If you don't understand what's going on in this world behind the scenes, it's going to be very difficult for you to advance. Um, our counterparts are progressing because they understand the ins and outs of taxes. Okay, for one, um, they know how to get the, the tax breaks and, and, and they know what to claim and how to claim it and how to get away with it. But we may not understand that.
because a lot of times we don't want to do the research and put the work into uh, what we need to to be learning. And uh, so I just wanted to add that as another reason why I wanted to study um, public administration. Well, thank you so much. You know, you definitely dropped a lot of gems and gave us some knowledge that, you know, even me, I'm about to start looking more into policies after just look after hearing you say that. Um, so thank you. Can you please tell our listeners where they can find you on social media? They can find me on Instagram and Facebook at uh, S-E-N-O-J-P-B-S and uh, D Dawana J on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you. And also make sure y'all go follow our pages um, on Instagram and Facebook at 21 Minutes or Less and then on YouTube at 21 Minutes or Less Podcast. And then go follow our personal pages. Mine is at Keisha Milana. And mine is at Miss Butterfly 21, M-I-S-S. And we're going to see y'all on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me.